0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of Alba Crazy. Alba Crazy. That's right. I'm Tito, and I'm Ann. We're the hosts of this year's show. We talk about Albuquerque uh, and the people in it, and we always have a guest on. It's exciting. It's quirks. Yep. It's perks. But before we get to our guest, who is fantastic this week, uh, I want to know about your weekend. What happened?
1: Uh, my dad's come to visit.
0: Is that uh, is that rare?
1: Uh, it, he comes about once a year. Okay. Of course he gets here and the first thing he does, you know, I figure I'm his daughter. He's going to want to see me, right? It's been a year. Uh, so I'm like, Hey, want to come see me? And he goes, no, I, I nagged a doctor to come look at my blackheads. So uh, he's he literally spent like half a day nagging a Presbyterian doctor around here to look at the, the blackheads on his face. So he made an appointment to do that.
0: I, I don't understand. Why wouldn't he just like... Are they bad? Can't you just like squeeze they're,
1: them out? No, he can't squeeze them out. They're they're like real bad. They're like backlogged.
0: Ugh. God, it's gross. So your dad showed up, you opened the door, and his, like, his head was just like all puffy and swollen. I didn't even heads?
1: open the door. He just called me and he goes... I said, when are you going to come see me? He goes, after I go to the doctor about these blackheads and then go have my truck looked at. So he basically created an item list of shit to do other than see me first.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it.
1: And uh, so then he does come see me. And uh, he became really irritated with my dogs, which, as you know, are my babies. They're tiny shih tzus. Mm-hmm. They
0: might as well have come out of your body. I know. Though they technically didn't. Uh. Maybe. He got it. <laughs> What an uh. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm not gonna say that we didn't pretend like they did, like have like a fake birthing scenario at one point in my house, but we we right? totally did. Okay. Uh, I got in the bathtub with them, pretended that I I did one of those underwater births. That 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 sounds like being a great mother. You know. Yeah. I I wanted us to bond. Mm. Uh, he became irritated with one of my shih tzus, uh, Fry, and he hit him with a hat. How hard? Not that hard, but hard enough for me to be like, don't hit my dog.
0: Mm, yeah, that makes sense. A respect thing, but like, is there a line uh, of how hard, it could he have hit your dog, but soft enough to where you would have been like, oh, that was okay.
1: He hit my dog out of anger. <laughs> okay, yeah. So kind of any emotion behind it that's like, get away negative. from me. Yeah, negative. It doesn't matter if it's light, if you're kind of like, if you're being mean to my dog, you're being mean to my dog. Yeah, okay. That's all. And I've been watching the show Embarrassing Bodies. Oh. It's British. And uh, Kevin Baca was talking about it last night. He goes, everything is disgusting on that show. I mainlined an entire season of it.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) And let me tell you. There is so much titties in that, and so much vag, and they show it all. And are any of them good? No, but you know what? I don't think women should be really ashamed of their bodies. Like I'm not like in the hard crowd of like shaming women for their labias right. And stuff. Right, they should be
0: proud to be on a show called Embarrassing Bodies.
1: All I'm saying is like I, I wasn't truly disgusted until I saw an operation on a prolapsed asshole.
0: Oh man
1: at that point i was like you know like i see like that and i'm like oh that's kind of gross right i'm like that's kind of gross but then they show like this really bad foot situation going on and i'm like hey i'm eating here you know so that was my week in a in a nutshell my dad's visiting in prolapsed assholes
0: okay it's pretty great sounds it yeah my week uh i did a storytelling show uh, called The Lion Dog uh, over at Empire Board Game Library. Three storytellers, one of them is lying. After you all tell your stories, uh, they, the audience asks questions to try to deduce who's lying, then they vote. Um, it was awesome. Uh, because I have difficulty writing, so this is a difficult thing for me to do, uh, writing down a whole story. I ended up not doing that, and like, like uh, parceling out all the beats, and then improvising in between. And it ended up taking me like twenty three minutes to tell the story. Ooh. But I, ha- oh, hey, no, hold on a second. I was proud because it was like it was like the few like I had to pause a lot because there was a lot of laughs. Okay, so it really padded out the time.
1: I wasn't there, so I'm gonna take your word for oh, it. Oh, please do. You have no <laughs> idea
0: how much fucking stress this show caused. You just, you know, you, I threw a chair through a window.
1: I don't believe you. I. See, see, wait, you're you like, I, I did a storytelling show where I had to lie, and now I'm telling you everybody laughed and I threw a chair through the window. Uh, yes, that is what I'm telling you, although... You've, uh, are you I'm, sure this was a show or a shift in a lifestyle? <laughs> uh, this was uh, a,
0: a shift in lifestyle. I'm going to start becoming more destructive. No, I was like, staying up late because I have dysgraphia, learning disability, which makes a... Uh, there's a difficulty between what I think in my head and what I write down on paper. So uh, I can like stare at a piece of paper for two hours and like eke out a paragraph sometimes, and it's very frustrating. So I remember like staying up late, like the Friday before, and like staring at this piece of paper for like hours and like working and like getting frustrated until I like I got fed up. Also because I have been, I haven't smoked in like 18 days, feeling a little bit of anxiety. And so I decided, like I sh- I want to throw my chair. I want to throw my chair down. Okay, like like, like you grab it and you kind of flip it and you like aim it straight down. Straight down, okay? And I grabbed it by the top of the chair, and during that motion, halfway through, like the chair popped off the top, and it kept traveling, and it crashed through my window.
1: This is how you get 23 minutes of storytelling, folks. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 God. <laughs> and that was my week. Uh, uh, and that was the reaction. You're, you're awesome. <laughs> It was frustrating. We're going to have a frustrated moment here. <laughs> he All came. right. Guess who
0: our host is today, Anne? Our guest. Our host. Jesus Christ. Our guest today <laughs> is actually the host of that storytelling show that I did. Awesome. And a bunch of other stuff. He is part of the Dolls here in Albuquerque. He... Is a tailor as well. He's an actor. He does a bunch of stuff. He's cool. I like him a lot. His name is Jimmy Pardo.
2: Thank you for coming. Thanks for coming, Jimmy. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. Or Jaime Pardo. I'm good to be here. It's Jaime, but I've been called so many things. I've been called Hymen. Believe me. I, <laughs> you know, I've been called A-Hole, of course. It hasn't. Heine. <laughs> Heine. Hey you. Mm. Heim. I love Haim. That, that, that's okay with
1: me, actually. that, that uh, when, when people say Haim, it's like they're trying to sound like they, they know how to pronounce it, but they just obviously don't. That kind of sounds like that middle ground where they're like... I don't mind the middle ground,
2: actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> so at least they're trying. They're trying. I don't mind... The, you know, I shorten people's name to one syllable a lot, like T... Yeah. You know, I do good. that. I, I will. It's so I don't mind it. It's a solid it. name. You know, I don't mind it myself. But, yeah, because it's, it's it's the last part that people usually have the most trouble with. Oh, really? So it's either Jaime or Jaime or Hymen. So, mm. you know, Jaime, I'm good. Cool. <laughs> or call me Patty.
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> call you Patty. Oh.
2: Because I'm also known as Patty Rocks.
1: Patty Rocks of I, the dolls.
2: I, I, well, Patty Rocks actually... Uh, uh, was created before I started working with the Dolls. Cool. But yes, I've done many, many around, somewhere around 70 Dolls shows since 2001. Wow. So what
0: exactly are the Dolls?
2: The Dolls uh, is just one of the many things I do in Albuquerque uh, uh, as far as theater. But the Dolls is an amazing thing. The Dolls are a drag theater company. And we don't do like... D- like drag shows like you see in the club.
1: Yeah, they you actually we, do theater. Right, we actually
2: produce uh, original plays and then of course other plays that work for the dolls like The Women or Mame or It's absolutely Daimony incredible
1: Dye. stuff. I I will say that.
2: It's it's a blast. It really is a lot of fun for me. I, you know, I uh, I've had so much fun working with the dolls because we do outrageous crazy comedy. Yeah. And uh you know, we are uh, we're, we're not that PC, you know, we, uh, we've had worked with a lot of dildos on stage, <laughs> and just a lot of crazy comedy. If it, you know, if, for, as far as I'm concerned, if it gets a laugh, I'll do it. I'll go for it.
1: Oh, how long have you been in Albuquerque?
2: I don't want to say exactly how many years, but I will tell you <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I came here from Mexico when I was three years old. Okay. Wow. So I, I've been here a long, long, it's been a long 20 years <laughs> <And> <laughs> plus a few other years um, and uh, yeah, so I mean i but I grew up here and I, okay. I consider Albuquerque my hometown, and you know i I like still being in my hometown and you know being close to everything that's familiar and you know people that i've you know some people that I've known for many many years and and I'm you know very much at home here.
1: What has uh, changed in Albuquerque since you've been here when, that you would say the most?
2: Oh, everything. Uh, let's see. Mayor Barry hates brown people. <laughs> wait, wait, did, did did he not uh, did, used to, and now he does?
1: <laughs> or or did like or or did this town used to be better for for brown people? In in.
2: in uh, in a way. I mean, definitely the climate in the whole country is kind of changing. I, I
1: figured that for, it would be for Brown because there's, I mean, Hispanics are taking over the country, which is great, in my opinion.
2: Well, here's the thing, though. I'm I'm Mexican, and I'm proud to be Mexican. I'm, I'm also Latino. I'm also Hispanic. I'm those things. But I'm from Mexico. I identify as Mexican, and, you know, I have mm-hmm. a rich culture, and I have nothing to, yeah. no reason not to be proud and, but there does exist, even between Hispanics and Mexicans, some division.
1: Yeah, I know. I I, I know that. You're you're Mexican. <gasps> you're Portuguese. I'm, I'm Portuguese. Portuguese. And I'm Puerto Rican.
2: Ah. So, you know, we, we all share something, uh-huh. but we all have some differences. Well, yeah. You know, absolutely. But, you know, there's no reason why we, you know, we can't get along and there's no reason why we can't call each other cousin or something, you <laughs> know, because yeah. we kind of are. Right, um, you know we we, we, we have uh, uh, we may have you know the same roots,
1: Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think and more than anything it's it's just it's uh, one of those things where uh and that's also I think why I like this town is because in general, there's a lot of pride.
2: Yes, and there's a lot of diversity.:
1: Yes, there is so much diversity in this town.
2: Um, I mean, I've heard things about other parts of the country that may not be as tolerant as New Mexico. Because we have so many artists and we have yeah. so many, like, chill people. Um, you know, it, it's not like East Coast where everybody's got to, you know, has to identify with a certain, you know, either borough or, or culture or race or, you know. And, and, and there's, a, there's a lot of good in that kind of pride, but there's also a lot of, a lot of division that is yeah. created. By some of that.
0: Hi, right, mate. Uh, you mentioned this earlier, but I- I'm curious.
2: Um, <laughs> Spit it out. <laughs> Ask me anything. I'm curious about
0: how uh, spread across Albuquerque you've gotten with your sex. <laughs> like, all the places
2: that you've done this. I grew up in Albuquerque. So uh and of course I was a teenager uh with a car uh
1: mm-hmm. during
2: you know <laughs> the important years. During
1: the most important time <laughs> the, as long as you have a car when you're a teenager, you're getting some.
2: Uh, that's,
0: uh, that's why it happened so late. Definitely. And I'll
2: tell you what, even if it's a Ford Pinto. I was getting it. It was working somehow. I mean, I had a steady girlfriend with the Ford Pinto, thank God. I don't know if I could have got a, a, you know, picked up a fresh one with that car, but uh, it worked. And I'll tell you what, we did it in her sister's 280Z one time, and that was an exciting challenge because it's limited, limited range of movement. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what. I'll, here's the thing about 280Zs. And I think when we were in the 280Z, we were up near, um, in this like vacant house that her brother used to like maintain because her brother did some sort of like.
0: Wait, you were at a vacant house and you used the car? No, no, no.
2: Well, here's a couple things. We, we had, we had. We had gone to the backyard of this vacant house. We used our 280Z. Sometimes we had sex there and sometimes we did it in the car at other places. But I remember the 280Z and I remember that vacant house for some reason. But we did do it in the front seat. Well, I don't know if they even know if they have a back seat, but in the front passenger yeah. seat of the 280Z with me, you know, kneeling facing the seat. And it <laughs> is really easy to make a girl queef. In a two eighty <laughs> Z. Show your face in the seat that way. <laughs> oh wow. It's almost impossible that, that not to come out. for it to not happen.
1: That that is uh that's something for for that I'm gonna keep in here. I can make a girl queef in a two eighty Z.
0: First buy a two eighty Z. I have no idea what that looks like. But Do I'm you have any crazy
1: like teenage car story? Do I? Yeah.
0: Oh oh. I
1: <laughs> I have one
0: that I can't talk about. Oh. I have. So I don't even know why I said
1: it. Uh, no. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, please tell when, us all when about I was it. a teenager. Uh, my boyfriend and I went in his car. We parked in like an elementary school parking lot oh, at like ten o'clock at night. Anne. at ten o'clock at night, and we are having sex, and he says, "You know, baby, babe, baby, baby." And then all of a sudden he's like, No, baby, baby, and he starts hitting me. <laughs> and there's a cop behind us. Like, has he gotten out of his car?
0: And he's like standing like, like the
1: he, little bit of a 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 little there. Are no school children there, a little
0: bit of a great location.
1: Yeah. a great location yeah and so out of like, "Get out of <laughs> Dumb kids. <laughs> Damn kids <laughs> having sex in children's parking and children's school parking lots. I remember uh, I remember
0: not having a space to have sex and so there was like a there was like a a, a parking structure, parking garage, like near um uh near like my route home. Mm-hmm. So me and my girlfriend, like, we would go there and we would like but like we had busy schedules, so like it was only like during the day, like around like six o'clock or something. That we could like go to this parking lot and have sex. So we like drive to the top floor or like just the second top floor and like hope Whoa. for the best that like nobody walked to like get to their car or something.
1: Oh man. It was so it
2: in, in like in a parking structure. What? In a parking structure. Yeah, like yeah. it, it like, oh like wow. Lot. That's like, that's crazy. Like that was like that was like the best we could do. That
1: is terrifying. <laughs>
2: See now I don't think I've I don't recall ever doing it in a parking garage. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the vehicle I, – I, I, I've been all over – I've done it all over Albuquerque, obviously. I mean, Wantabo picnic grounds over there on, the, <laughs> on that road that, that comes off of there. I think that's also, like, tramway or something. There's, like, mm-hmm. a few tables, and there's, like, a little area there. I did it in Ridgecrest out by my friend's house. Oh, wow. I, We lost our virginity. Um, oh, talk about a school thing. There was this guy that I used to go <laughs> – to- <laughs> one of the school things there was this guy i used to go on thursday nights mm-hmm. his parents would go um uh square dancing so i'd go over to his house as soon as they'd leave he's like they left i'd go and tap on his window sneak in the window and and we'd do it while they were gone oh and i have a whole story about when they came home early as well Ooh, but i had it happen <gasps> to me once Ooh. but we used to but one time we went to the school that was just up the street from his house and decided, let's go do it out it was late. It was like midnight in the summer yeah. or something. And we said, let's go out and do it in the in the in the grass. So it's like a b the baseball field of this school. And we were out at about second base. Oh just my Just like completely naked, rolling around. Like on the you were grass. at second
0: base way past home plate.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Out in the middle of the of the school baseball field.
1: Oh my god.
2: When of course the sprinklers come on
1: Uh oh you know (laughs) i was like that that could have been worse so yeah Yeah. no
2: i mean no it was no worse than that but i mean we did have to make the mad dash and stop and you know the whole thing
1: oh yeah run
2: with our clothes you know
1: (laughs) it was it was the school's way of saying move you varmints (laughs) yeah you've had enough education
0: um
2: Tell us what you can't tell us.
0: I ooh, no, can't do it.
1: Man, we're gonna have to. One day we're gonna have to like uh, have I, a I, I confessions could, I, of Tito episode where we where we like tie him to a chair, and like, put okay. out cigarettes on him, and make him tell us the truth. That sounds pretty effective. And, and, I and make say. him
2: edge. <laughs> <laughs> tell um, us. Tell us a story. Oh my god. <laughs> um,
0: uh, I, I can tell you off air. But, and we want to keep on this theme. Like, I mean, like, I'm sure we all have, like, weird place sex oh, stories. Oh, sure. Like, Roosevelt Park uh, in the y- middle of the night. Y- oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you guys done that at Roosevelt Park?
2: You know, I don't think I've. I, I'm sure I've done something at Roosevelt Park. I've been I here think, so long. I,
1: well, aren't there a lot of, like, aren't there a lot of homeless people now well, camping now. out at Roosevelt? Yeah. That uh, that's what I'm thing. saying. That if, like, if, unless. It's a real hey, gamble. if you want to, if you. Yeah, so it's more of a gamble now, or. If you're like one of those people who likes people to watch,
2: Or if you're into homeless chicks or dudes, Exactly, or whatever, that's a way to cruise. You know, you know, get a little get a little, little strange.
1: Yeah, just say, hey, I got a couple of cigarettes. What do you got? <laughs>
2: I'm sure that's all. That's it worth takes. a couple of cigarettes. All right, let's do this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> do it for a hamburger. <laughs> do it for a, a hamburger and a Coke.:
0: So, hi mate, like you're also a tailor like yes. from what I understand like your dad was a tailor and then you are like in the same business
2: yes uh my dad uh learned tailoring when uh he was younger of course and um uh, i think he started learning mexico i believe from an uncle and then he uh traveled to la when my uh uh, you know, my family was still living in, in Mexico before I was born. He, he was in L.A. in the 50s working as a tailor and learning more. Like he more. traveled
0: to become like a real tailor?
2: Well, you know, that's, you know, back in the day. And, at, well, still to this day. Yeah. You know, people from Mexico would come to the States and work and, uh, you know, support their families that mm-hmm. way. Um, so my dad did that as a tailor in L.A. And then he came back to, uh, then the family moved to to Juarez and my dad worked in El Paso. And then, you know, we decided to come to Albuquerque. And he had, I think he had had a couple of friends that had come this way also from, from Juarez. And, um, so he opened this tailor shop, which is actually two doors down from where we're sitting, uh, in the seventies, which, I mean, he took over. He bought the tailor shop that was yeah. there. So there was one there. And, um,
1: so that actually has a lot of
2: history. It does. It does. And I kind of came about, uh, came to tailoring in a roundabout way because my mother never wanted me to be a tailor she's like oh you don't want to be a tailor those those people are, it's like you mean my dad mom <laughs> she, no, <laughs> like, yes she, those people well you she, know? she probably
1: just thought that you know that you know how parents they have higher aspirations absolutely, for their absolutely. kids than, the, than what they've done in life
2: so a year later when i dropped out of college. Um, I kind of forced the issue and it's like, okay, go ahead, be a tailor, learn something for God's sake. Uh, but it was, you know, part of what I had wanted to do all along. Yeah. Because, you know, as a kid with like action figures, I used to like try to, I, I ha- well, I had one action figure because the way we were brought up, we weren't allowed to have images or dolls or anything like that. But at 12, I was, I got to have one action figure and it was General Custer.
1: <laughs> In this wild west, you know, this is so yes. weird.
0: <laughs> the yeah. insane, and, like, yeah, dude exactly. Who, like, and but, but he had like their, he didn't have like
2: clothes them. like GI Joe. He had this hard plastic molded uniform. Yeah. So I would like take other things and, you know, handkerchiefs and things and make him into an Arab and do all, you know, and make little
1: <laughs> things, outfits
2: for him because I wanted to, and I would watch, you know, uh, movies and television and I wanted to design. I, I I had that in me that's like, ooh, that would be cool, but I couldn't, you know, but that's not what my parents wanted for me. yeah So I took the long way around to where I had to finally end up doing tailoring so that I could start getting a foundation for what I do now. Yeah. And kind of at the same time uh or a few years later uh I I quit drinking and I decided to um to get back into theater. And the, it kind of happened all at the same time. I went and auditioned for something. I got a role. The guy knew I was a tailor. He asked me to costume. He asked me to design the show. And it went from there. And I just kept costuming more and more. And people kept asking for me and realizing that I was doing it. And then I started doing it very well (laughs) and uh, started getting paid. That's awesome. So it's, it's been an amazing uh, thing for me. And really just since really 2000 when. I really started taking it seriously, and um, but again, uh, you know, I it, it it's one of those things where it just kind of took off like crazy, because um, I've worked with everyone from the Cell to Albuquerque Little Theater, the Vortex, a ton with the Ox Dog Theater. I work with New Mexico Young Actors, children theater, and you know, the, on and on. You know, the that I can't even remember what they're all called, but you know, the there, Box. A bunch. You know, yeah. I work with a lot of different people. And individuals as well. And then, of course, I costume myself when I do the dolls.
1: That's right. awesome. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
2: Well, thank you yeah. for having me. I'd love to come back anytime. We'll talk about some, yeah. some more stuff.
1: Uh, but before we go, we always ask our guests one question. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, you are set up with inches. a blind date. Oh, oh, well, there goes the question because <laughs> we're going to
0: wrap it up. Uh, okay, we're going to change the question. Uh, you are set up on a blind date. Okay. All right. Um, uh, they are picking you up. They show up. They knock on your door. You open the door. Guess who it is?
1: It's Albuquerque.
0: Albuquerque, Albuquerque is a blind date.
2: Albuquerque is my blind date. What does Albuquerque look like? What does
1: like? Albuquerque look like? Where do, he he go? Drive?
2: <laughs> Where do you guys go? Albuquerque is, uh, as a blind date, Albuquerque is an abusive alcoholic. <laughs> uh, your date will include some of the tackiest locations, <laughs>
0: such as on
2: Central and <laughs> San Mateo. You're going to go to Frontier? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Albuquerque is a big cow town to me. <laughs> I mean, it'll to me it'll never f- quite be a city city. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I know we have aspirations of being Austin, but whatever. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um,
1: <laughs> so, do you think it's like uh, it shows up kind of like in a cowboy costume? <laughs> With like a
2: with a, with a neckerchief.
1: Yeah, with like but with like a fancier neckerchief <laughs> it that it, it's trying. It shows up with a
2: piercing and a bad tattoo. <laughs> and and you know you know something's going on with the hair <laughs> that shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> What's Albuquerque drive? Oh, Albuquerque drive something with no insurance. <laughs> it's got a few dings. Uh <laughs> you know one headlights out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Expect to get pulled over on your date. <laughs> <clears throat>
2: yes, absolutely. There should be, you know, police involved on that date. <laughs> 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 My date with Albuquerque LAPD L- right there. <laughs> right there. Yeah, don't make any sudden moves. Oh, definitely <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: not. <laughs> not in this down.
2: And, uh, you know, and as soon as the, you know, the moment of climax is over, Albuquerque is no longer there. <laughs> there's no hey. cuddling. I mean, is, is, is like that, is that
0: Albuquerque's choice or is that your choice? Did you kick Albuquerque out I think there's a little of both. I think it's think it's, little, a, little I think both.
2: it's like, yeah, it's Albuquerque's choice, but I'm okay with it. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't need the cuddle. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're like, oh, I'll see
1: you never. I won't call you. I'll call you, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much once again. Um, Plugs before we go. uh, um, I would like to give a shout out to uh, Stitcher. We're now on Stitcher. Hell yeah. Uh, Streaming. You don't have to download. Just uh, subscribe to Alba Crazy podcast on Stitcher. Mm -hmm. And listen to any episode anytime. You can download us on Laughable. Uh, the app Laughable uh, on iTunes, and uh, as well as Pocket Cast. Uh, Pocket Cast is so good. That's what it, I use. Uh, people love that. I don't. I, I. I. had no idea what it was before.
0: It's. It, it's. It's the best third-party uh, podcast app for like Android users. It's. It's awesome.
1: Well, there's a. There's an extra plug for you then. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can find me at Angora on Twitter. That's the best way to reach me, at Angora, or uh, go to angora.com to find out my dates when I'm out uh, clowning, telling jokes, <laughs> you know, hamming it up. Uh, what about you, Tito? Uh,
0: let's see. Uh, every single Sunday, a Bit, uh, comedy open mic at Bozy Brothers. Sign up at 7, show at 8 uh we have some comedy shows coming up which are exciting uh jamie loftus might have already happened at this point uh joe kelly uh, might be happening at this point uh and the box improv team uh the hive we're gonna be performing every single friday at ten we're whoop, awesome
1: whoop. and yeah yeah what about it. you jamie
2: uh I've got you know I've got things I've got so many irons in the fire. One thing uh I will say uh definitely go see theater at the Ox Dog Theater. They do some great stuff. Uh you can see me definitely in my shop if you have any tailoring alterations you want done. Um I'm on 3rd Street between Gold and Silver right next to the barber shop. It's Pardo Custom Tailor. I would love to meet you. Come on in and and get your pants hemmed. We'll, well, and it's the kind of thing. It's like there's not a website. You need to come and bring your clothes and try them on and let me see it. You know, I can't do that over the over the internet. yeah, it's uh, too exclusive. and but definitely also, come and see the lion dog. It's the second Monday of every month. The uh, show starts at 7 o'clock at the Empire Board Game Library in association with the Ox Dog Theater in Op Hill. Mm.
0: Awesome. And that's a
2: fun, fun time. It Tito was. did a great job. A
0: great time. Yes, yeah, see, I got laughs, did I not?
2: He <laughs> knows <laughs> how you. to make a story go on and on. Oh, no, of course you, you got laughs. I mean, yes, definitely. I mean, it was a funny story. You told it funny, and, you know, how could you not? <laughs> All
1: right, <laughs> I got a witness.
0: <laughs> thank God. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks for coming on, Jamie. Hi. You're me. welcome. Whichever.
1: And. Dito. <laughs> until next time.
0: Yeah. Good night, everybody.
2: Bye, Albuquerque.